Hello, and welcome to the ADGM Think Series, where we explore what leaders across the financial market really think. My name is Gabrielle Zirillo, and I'm a financial regulator here at Abu Dhabi Global Market. And I'm so happy to be here with my guest, Sunil Gokhale, co-founder and general partner from VentureSook. Now, VentureSook is a venture capital firm that focuses on early stage, high growth tech startups, particularly in fintech and climate tech. Is that correct? Is that your core focus or have you changed focus? No, I think uh, as of right now, those are those are kind of two main product areas that we're working on. We can, of course, get into how we're thinking about those and how we're thinking about kind of the future of VentureSook and new opportunity sets. But yeah, I'd say that's fairly accurate. I got to be careful. I'm speaking with the regulator, so I have to... Well, well, exactly. I know... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm just going to throw one, one very, you know, off question your way straight away to really get it started. But uh, you are at EGM, you are with a financial regulator. So I am going to ask you just one clear cut question. Of course. Why FinTech? Why FinTech? Um, sure. Um, I mean, it's a hard industry. Why FinTech? Why we, is an investor we, we like it? FinTech? We like it because it is it is a hard industry. Um, and so for us, really, where we kind of got to FinTech as being kind of our first institutional um, fund is that we had, you know, the history of VentureSuit because we started essentially investing um, in 2015, deal by deal, kind of global, um, and we had made a number of fintech investments globally. And so, when we thought about rolling out our first product focused in our own backyard in the region, we thought about developing a thesis around fintech based on kind of the data and the information that we could pull from some of these global investments that we'd made for three or four years before launching um, our first fund, which was a fintech fund um, fo focused on the region um, in 2021. And so. We all kind of came from financial services backgrounds or had a certain kind of expertise and experience there. Our existing or legacy portfolio had a number of uh, fintech companies, so a good amount of fintech exposure across markets that we thought were very similar to MENA, such as you know LATAM, um, Southeast Asia. And so we thought that we'd be, we'd be effective in putting together a thesis and, and rolling out our first product in the area of fintech. Okay, okay, makes sense. I mean, let me roll it back a bit, you know, because evidently on one hand, fintech is a hard industry. But also it takes a special kind of person to really want to be innovating in finance. Sure. It's a highly regulated industry. You're going to hit a lot of roadblocks. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Like how, many how much time have you been in the UAE? How did you first get started into finance? Of course. Sure. Uh, so I've been in the UAE now 11 years. Um, I, I'm a lawyer by training, you know, kind of private equity, investment funds, M&A. And so moved over here as a lawyer um, and then ultimately, after a couple of years, went on to become a senior investment lawyer at, at, at one of the large sovereign wealth funds here in Abu Dhabi, um, where I was, of course, on the legal side, but started to kind of immerse myself um, on the business side of uh, investment transactions, whether direct or through investment funds, and started to kind of learn about the investment business there. And, you know, there's not a better place to learn than kind of a large, um, you know, allocator that's kind of investing in all the biggest funds and all the best deals globally. You know, from there, spending four or five years there, spinning out and, and starting VentureSoup with uh, with my partners. So I'd say, you know, I've been in, uh, you know, been here for for eleven years, but really in the in the you know kind of in the investment business for nine or ten years. Okay, interesting. So basically, you did the opposite of me. You're a lawyer that became a venture capitalist, whereas I'm a venture capitalist that became a regular. <laughs> Who does that? You chose the smart path. Both interesting journeys. We could we could we could chop that up, uh, you know, another time maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, we did mention, you know, fintech being a core focus, but also climate tech, which is very, very um, topical at the moment, especially COP28 coming up. Mm -hmm. um, and evidently, you know, within a financial center, we're very interested about, you know, sustainable finance and ways to marry the two. 
But what are your current objectives for this year, for the next, you know, three years? How are you rolling out this fund and where are you seeing these areas really growing across both across both sectors? Sure, General, really good question. So for us right now, um, we, we are kind of we're, we're in a short term, in the short to medium term, we're, we're kind of laser focused on executing on our current strategies. So in 2021, we we launched um, our first fintech fund. That was a $50 million fund. Um, that's that was focused, you know, almost entirely on is the it region. Is it all allocated? It's fully deployed. Okay. Um, and now we're. How long did it take you to deploy? Uh, about a couple of years. Um, it's not so easy, it's, right? It's, it's it's you know it's uh, it's kind of you know you have ebbs and flows. Um, but it was it was it was a very interesting time for us to start deploying into regional fintech because um, we think uh, particularly you know within our portfolio a number of the foundational fintech companies in the region were kind of built in, in, in that vintage. And so we're excited about that portfolio. But with that said, we think we're in very, very early innings when it comes to the acceleration of fintech in the region. And there's a ton of opportunity here. Can, still. can I ask for course, some maybe, yeah. you know, names that our audience will know of that you've sure. invested? Of course. So we've invested in companies like Tabby, um, Husby, um, you know, Abi Finance, which is, you know, started in Pakistan, has now kind of moved over, moved over to the region. Um, and a number, you know, a, a number of others. Yassir, um, which was, uh, which is, you know, Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria, um, just raised, you know, a, a large round led by Bond. Um, so we're excited about that super app with a with, with a fintech wedge. Um, and so yeah, there's there's a number of companies there that we think will ultimately become generational companies um, in, in in and around that vintage. And so you know, we're excited to have that fully deployed. But we think there's you know a whole universe of opportunities over the next 10, 15 years in fintech in the region. Um, that that we're going to continue to deploy into through you know fund two, fund three, fund four. So right now we're progressing fund two. Okay, so fund two, getting money or deploying money. So we're we're doing both. So we've uh, started to we started to raise, um, we started to commit to investments. Um, obviously, um, it's a different time now um, on the raising and deployment side. 2023 is a lot different than 2020 and 2021. But we think ultimately this vintage is is going to perform very very well because we think you know quality of founders is still super strong. Um, valuations have 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 come down. You know, deal flow has has gotten to a more manageable place, um, and so we're we're actually you know as or if not more excited about this vintage than expectations might be a little bit lower as well from the yeah. startup founders. From from the allocators, I, I think everyone has kind of leveled off a little bit um, and, and come back to earth. I think after a very very crazy call it three four five years, um, but you know, who knows? <laughs> no, that's true. So in that case, for founders who potentially want you as an investor and you know want you to have their back, what are some of the key metrics you look at? What should they be focusing at, oh, focusing on? And you know, any tips, any anything that really you know gives you oomph for value? And uh... sure, yeah. So there, there's kind of the qualitative and the quantitative. So on the qualitative side, we're still looking at you know tier one generational founders. Um, you know, and it's sometimes not easy to quantify. Um, oftentimes, you just kind of know it when when you see it. And so, and now we've got, because we've made so many investments um, kind of in our legacy model and now through the fund, we, we, we kind of have a good sense of what we think like a 10X founder is going to look like. Okay. Explain to me a tier one generational founder. I'm guessing it has to do with someone who's going to you know create a company that's going to just carry on past them being CEO. Sure. Is that correct? Is that sure. Uh, it, it, sometimes. It, sometimes it's a good, sometimes that's a good thing where someone who founds a business ultimately as the company gets to a growth stage, you know, leaves and, and decides they're not the person to take this company um, going, you know, going forward. Sometimes that founder stays all the way through, and, and they and they kind of let continue to level up and starting as as a seed stage company, going all the way to a public company or a company that is is acquired by you know a, a global a global strategic. Um, for us, it, it's really you're looking for 
uh, drive. You're looking on focus um, on on a, a, a problem that you know a particular founder he or she is super passionate about um, and is kind of dedicating their lives to. You know, this is not a unfortunately you know being a founder like being a VC is not a nine to five. It's, it's you, you you live and breathe it, and and so we we kind of see that passion. Obviously, having you know relevant experience um, and all of that is 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 of course you know it's kind of a tick the box exercise. Um, but for us, we're looking for resilience. We're looking for drive. We're looking for passion. We're looking for incredible bandwidth because being a founder um, is 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 an incredibly challenging job, and you've got to be able to. Uh, you know, a CEO, he or she has to be able to kind of move across different segments very, very quickly, make decisions, absorb a ton of information and make uh, and, and, and make those decisions in, 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 in situations where you're either kind of, you know, it's, you know, your experiences on a day to day for a founder is kind of like, you know, I, I forgot who said, it, but it was kind of like exhilaration and terror. It's like, that's like your life every day. And so you got to be able constantly to kind of like, on the edge, go, right? yeah, it's constantly on the edge. Honestly, it's managing your emotions, all of that sort of stuff. Oof. I mean, you're not selling it, to be honest, right now. It's not for everyone. And I think, honestly, this, you know, if you want to call it a downturn or a correction, has made that, I think, abundantly clear to a lot of people. Um, you know, not a normative statement on, on, on anybody, but um, I think in this particular fundraising environment, in this particular economy, um, I think um, it, some people have said, you know what, perhaps being a founder is not for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a great job and, and having a long career and doing that. And, and so um, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. That is most definitely true, especially after seeing so many founders, you know, push their ideas out and then realize that fundamentally, you know, sometimes things simply don't stick. I guess when it comes down to that, it does make me wonder, are you seeing any sort of trends that are appearing in the UAE about tech models that are already coming to life? Um, are you seeing, is it more like maybe copycat models that are coming from abroad that are being imported in? Or are there, or are there you know, more startups that are really coming from a more grassroots level and uh, fulfilling fulfilling needs that they see here? What are you currently seeing in the sure. space? I think we're seeing a little bit of both, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I think if you zoom out. No judgment on either one. No, no, not at right, all. Great not, ideas not, everywhere. Not, not at all. Um, you know, I think some of the most successful stories in emerging markets have been copycats of, of, of things that are sort of other places. But we do think particularly with fintech, and I, I think it probably applies to a certain degree across different different other segments, is that um, fintech is local first, primarily. It's because of having to deal with, you know, kind of cultural differences and in, in what kind of consumers and businesses and, and, and purchasers of services need. Regu regulations are differences scaling going well especially in, in a market like this we're not the us we're not china we're not india where it's a unified market you know we're much more akin to a place like lat you know like latam where you've got a collection of smaller countries relatively that make up a large each area with their own institutions each with their own institutions you know uh, uh, some common uh, uh, underlying or underpinning um cultural similarities around language or religion um but still you you know it, you have to if you're building something in mexico you've got to go to brazil you've got to go to colombia same with here. You're building something in the UAE. You want to go to Saudi. You want to go to other markets. You've got to. You've got to. You know, scaling across into those markets is not easy. And the, and the businesses, not just fintech businesses, but businesses in general, uh, startups that have done well, like a Kareem or etc., have been able to go across different markets. And so, we think that that um, we, we we think that's we, we think that if you're going to do copycats from other places, you still have to tailor the business uh, locally. But with that said. Um, there are we are seeing in fintech, you know, local stories, um, you know, co companies that are that are kind of inherently um, MENA or inherently kind of emerging market um, that, you know, things that might do well here that 
wouldn't probably do well in the U.S. And so um, there's a, there's a little bit of both. Very nice. Very nice. I guess also it must take a lot of emotional intelligence to be a founder and emotional intelligence in order to tailor these products to a local ecosystem regardless. Because I do, I mean, as a financial regulator, you know, we have a lot of firms that come in and they want to set up and, you know, they tell us this amazing story of what they've done in the past and in other jurisdictions. And unfortunately, you know, we have to tell them, okay, so what? What does that mean to us here in mm-hmm. the UAE? What What are you What are you offering? What are you proposing to us? How are you going to make the with a different set of expectations better? Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's always sometimes very often you get sort of a blank response because they realize that you know you can't copy paste exactly. It's it's we are our own very much our own country and our own expectations, and we expect that same sort of support coming back from founders coming here. Okay, I guess also one of the things that, you know, is part and parcel of being part of, I guess, a maturing fintech ecosystem is there are ways to improve um, how we do it and how stakeholders participate and work together. Do you have any recommendations or how would you like to see the ecosystem evolve in a way that would maybe better nurture or better um, help, I guess, launch more founders into the space? Sure. So I think, look, I think a lot of those things are already in motion and it's just a matter of kind of continuing the good work that's already happened. So as you mentioned right at the beginning um, that, you know, fintech is challenging a lot of it due to, you know, the heavy regulatory nature of of a lot of the businesses um, or or key segments uh, within fintech. So I think, look, five, 10 years ago, you didn't have ADGM, you didn't have sandboxes, you didn't have all these kind of programs here in, 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 in Saudi, in Bahrain, that are looking to kind of essentially provide opportunities for founders to build either alongside traditional financial services companies or compete with them to a certain extent or partner with them. And so I think, and ultimately consumers and businesses who are the buyers of those services um, will, will ultimately benefit, which is what you're looking to solve for um, eventually. So I think on the regulatory side, that's already in motion um, in, 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 a num- in a number of areas and a number of geographies, core markets within the UE. I also think, you know, it's it's the ecosystem is still is, is, is still it's still really, really nascent, but it's getting you're, you're starting to have, you know, a key part of when let's just say like Silicon Valley or other similar markets they started to develop was when you started to have founders exiting and building companies again or going and becoming investors and providing their expertise to help founders build again. And so you're starting to have. You're referring to the PayPal mafia. Yeah, yeah, the PayPal mafia, and and so and to a certain, you know, and, and there's other there's other pockets that have kind of emerged in, in 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 other in Silicon Valley and other parts of the world. Um, but you're starting to see that here with you know, co- you know, companies getting to a certain stage where founders are now starting to leave, you know, spending their time, you know, in, in a good way, leaving those businesses on good terms and starting to build. So who's you know, our mafia? Own. Who's our mafia? Because we have the Grab mafia in uh, in Asia and the Korean mafia. Since we have the Korean mafia, is it a mafia yet at this point? It's getting. <laughs> There. It, it's getting there. Look, I think I think you know you, we've got uh, you know we we spend a good amount of our time talking to ex-Kareemers that are looking to build and have done what they're supposed to do at Kareem and fulfill their obligations there, and now they're looking to solve you know more specific problems that they probably were able to recognize being part of Kareem, and you're starting to see that, which is which is a really really good thing. Um, and and we're also starting to see it not just from Kareem but from other founders that are you know we we talk to a lot of. You know, even, you know, even in a lot of the good CEOs of the kind of companies that are starting to get the growth stage, starting to realize and say, hey, look, like we're starting to become, we think ultimately we will become an accelerator of talent, which is not a bad thing. You know, someone comes there and gives you everything for five, six, seven, 10 years, and they want to go build something great, you know, and, and the good founders will say, I'm going to be the first person to write a check, uh, an angel check into that company. So, and for us, that's huge because that's a, that's a key source of deal flow for us is 
really good founders recommending other good founders, uh, I think. A vetted warm intro, basically. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So what does success look like for you? And I just mean, I don't mean it just from the, the startup side, but I mean as an investment fund, evidently. Sure. You know, is it going to the next stage of a deal? Is it, you know, an IPO in the region? What is success for you? Yeah, so I think if we think, if we, for me, I, I spend a, a lot of time on the business of VentureSuit. And so for me, it's, 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 it's essentially, you know, focusing, being laser focused, obviously on our existing strategies, making sure we're executing uh, as best as we can on those as we start to build, hopefully build a franchise around FinTech and then, and then climate and then, but also at the same time, thinking about what the next opportunities look like. And so um, from a VentureSuit perspective, it's, it's continuing to grow. It's continuing to have, you know, an amazing team because we, we've leveled up our team in the last two or three years, you know, from starting as kind of four founders off the side of our desk, now growing into a team of 13 people has been great for us, multi-jurisdictional, which is fantastic. Um, and so for us, it's just continuing to scale uh, and, 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 and become, you know, becoming the flagship venture capital firm, or that's our goal uh, in the region. I think for the region as an investor, um, that's part of a larger ecosystem. Yes, absolutely. You know, you'd love to see You'd love to see a, a couple of IPOs. You'd love to see a major um, strategic come in and, and, and acquire similar to the Kareem story. Um, you'd, you'd like to see a little a little bit more of that. You'd love to see, but beyond that, because those are just outcome driven in terms of the process, what you want to see is just great founders continuing to kind of pop their heads up and build generational companies and, and the exits will come. Like I think people focus on that obviously because we're all, we're all here to, to kind of deliver returns to our investors and our investors expect that. Uh, and so do founders, but um, what we want to see is 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 really kind of exceptional founders continuing to build companies that are solving real problems on the ground here. Because I think there's still uh, you know there's been incredible progress, particularly in in, in fintech where we've been really really focused. Um, but we we do think that there's a whole host of challenges and issues that are are yet to be solved, and we're looking forward to kind of seeing founders come in and, and kind of tackle those on head on. Very nice, very nice. Before we wrap up, can I ask you one final question? Sure. Um, I think we said that, you know, VentureSook is very focused on fintech, but I don't want to be greedy. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit more about the climate tech aspect and the climate tech focus? Because as we know, this is a very important area. And you did mention that it was, you know, strategic areas that are part of your success. Absolutely. So we, we've... At VentureSuk, uh, you know, we have, we've obviously been focused on fintech the last few years um, and, and dating back to our legacy portfolio, but also climate um, and, and climate tech has been a big part of our story. And so um, we are kind of in, in the midst of, 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 you know, we've done kind of legacy investments in those areas, almost as, as, as beta investments to, to develop a thesis around what, you know, investing money from primarily from the MENA region into global opportunities around climate and, and impact more broadly would look like. And, and so now we're in, in, in the midst of launching what will be a new fund, um, or, you know, kind of focused on climate, but it'll be kind of food tech, financial inclusion and a few related areas. And, and so stay tuned, you know, there'll be more around that, particularly as we get to COP. Um, we're going to have a huge presence there and we'll be kind of involved in a lot of the stuff going on, um, particularly here in Abu Dhabi. So uh, we're, we're excited. Wonderful. Well, Sunil, thank you so much for being, you know, my pleasure. My pleasure. part of uh, this initiative. Thank you for having thank me. You. Thank you. And also thank you for, you know, your very active involvement in the fintech scene and for your future active involvement in the climate tech scene. Thank you. Thank you very much. My thank pleasure. Thank you.